Thank you for joining me in my hen house. Nicole's Hen House is an audio space dedicated to the stories of women in the roles of business, healthcare, entertainment, and politics. I'm a millennial mama on a mission to tell the stories of women's influence in our culture. As always, cheering for you. What up, you cool cats and kittens? <laughs> Can I not do it? Yeah, keep going. Now I gotta do it over because we all start laughing. Mm-hmm. Be prepared for a lot of editing. Thank you for joining me in the Hen House. Uh, the next three weeks, I have a special guest for you guys. This, the next three episodes, I'm sharing my story of infidelity recovery and how I met some of my dearest friends. And in fact, we have a special host for these episodes. If you want to learn more about infidelity recovery or what that looks like or how you can make close friends with your ex-husband's ex-girlfriend, this, these episodes are for you. Um, these episodes are not legally binding. This is not to give you legal advice. This is two women who found each other through unconventional circumstances and have become close friends. So I invite you guys to join along and hear our story of how Lauren and I recovered from infidelity. I hope you guys enjoy. Cool cats and kittens. This is another episode of Nicole's Hen House. And as you can tell, I'm clearly not Nicole. Hey, my name is Becca. Um, and I'm here hosting this very special segment. Um, a little bit about me. I am a friend of Nicole's and a friend of another very special guest that we have going on today. And um, let's just jump right into it. So I have with me Nicole Matthews. Say hello. Hi. There we go. <laughs> and I also have uh, Lauren Crapo. Oh, she failed because my last name is not Crapo. It is Bentley. But hello. <laughs> Y'all. You um, haven't been a Bentley long. I have not. I have not been a Bentley long. You got like eight months, but it's fine. And listen, this is my first podcast thing ever. So, uh. It's, no, it's been, actually, it's been like 10 months. I don't even know how long I've been married. Well, no worries. <laughs> if you like how I'm podcasting, please feel free to uh, like, follow, subscribe, comment, and do all that good stuff. Um. Because maybe we'll do this again. But who knows? Probably not. But I'm still here. I'm here for it. So, you two. Like I said, very special segment we got going on today. Um, let's just first talk about both of y'all, just individually. So let's talk a little bit about Lauren. Tell me about yourself, girlfriend. About myself? You make me... I don't want to sound vain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so my name is Lauren. I live in Atlanta. I work for a healthcare system in their foundation. I do philanthropy work, and I'm happily married for ten, about 10 months now. I have two dogs that I absolutely love. They are my children until I have real children. Um, <laughs> that's about it. I don't really have much more to say about myself. <laughs> You'll find out a lot more about me, but that's about just like the general shindig of who I am. No worries. And what about you, Nicole? Give me a little bit about you. Um, so I live in the Lakelands area of South Carolina. And, you know, the hen house is my favorite side hustle. But I'm the solo mama of two. And 
crushing it up in the Lakelands. That is true. You're crushing it. Crushing and it. let me just tell you, people who are listening, we just crushed a um, fantastic dip. It was the s'mores dip. I don't know if you've seen it on TikTok, but um, hot tip, y'all need to try it. Because we've just been chatting here this whole time, eating s'mores, um, dip with some graham crackers. Trust me, you will not regret it. I think crushed is not even an appropriate word. I think we demolished it. <laughs> Smashed. <laughs> There's so many other words for that. It was good, guys. Trust me. So, um, yeah. Very random that we're all here eating s'mores dip, but there's a common denominator, and um, I think we'll just get right into it. Go for it. Okay. So I actually saw a fa- a post on Facebook, or no, it was on Instagram, and I was out of town at a work conference, and I saw it, and I immediately called Becca. That's me. <laughs> and I was like, Becca, you're never going to believe this. And we basically dissected it for, like, 15 minutes. Probably more than that. Probably. Um, And then I was like, you know what? Screw it. I was like, I'm going to reach out to her, and I'm going to tell her how amazing she is and how I've seen her kid and how amazing he is. And I knew she was expecting another kid um, and that she was strong and she was going to get through it because I made it through the terrible things I had to go through with him. And I think that was really our first, like, full-blown interaction that sounds right. Yeah. I don't... <clears throat> so much happened that week he left. Mm-hmm. So I talked to, like, I'm probably close to 100 people, and so I don't remember a whole lot about that week. I remember making that very eloquent Instagram post. Like, it is one of my most visited Instagram posts of all time. Um, I think you should cherish it because it was very well written. And Thank you me. can still see it yeah. on, uh, at Nicole's Hen House on Instagram. Um, because I needed to be honest with what happened, but I knew that I could be honest without being defaming. Um, and so I feel like I shared and I continue to share our story in a place that isn't dishonorable, but factual. Hey, I mean, you gotta say the facts. Um, so when did you two decide, like, it was time to meet, like, face to face? Because I know you guys probably texted a little bit back and forth. After Lauren reached out. Yeah, I think we chit-chatted yeah. a little while. Um, and I, I, Nicole was always like, you guys should come up and visit. Like, I'll show you a good time. We'll stay at the inn. We'll do all this fun stuff. And so Becca and I took a road trip in April of 2019. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember who started it. I think... I remember the second time I talked to you was 10 days after Constance was born because I was going around the Anderson Light Show with Theodore because he and I needed to have an alone date because he was like wigging out about not being an only child anymore. (laughs) So my mom kept Constance and Theodore and I went to the light show and I asked you some very personal questions and you were very generous with your answers. And then after that, it was like, then I felt like I could talk to you as well. Mm-hmm. So I remember that being, I remember that conversation. I don't remember our first interaction, but then after that, it was like a natural thing to me of like, oh, well, we should be friends. Mm-hmm. That's true. Cause I know Lauren, I've known, um, forever since like college. And then 
we met Nicole through all the shindigs. And um, I feel like she's one of my close friends. Like, I want her to come visit more often than not. Yeah. We're working on it. Yeah. We're working on it. It's un- it's hard. It's understandable. We're getting out of the toddler phase in a couple of years. And then I'll like... <laughs> no, it's understandable. <laughs> First-hand experiences this evening. When we're not backing everything south of the Mason-Dixon line to travel, like, yeah, it's easier. So when we came to visit, when Lauren and myself came to visit, what was y'all's first thoughts? When you guys, when Lauren and Nicole saw each other face to face Lauren you want to start that like how do you feel I mean I can so also backstory while Nicole was still with the ex-husband he had reached out to me numerous times and we had talked to me and chatted and there were times where he would say she was crazy she was psycho she was manipulative like all these terrible things and of course I, I didn't know her so and There was more to the story than obviously can meet the eye because I jumped to conclusions very quickly because I didn't know her and I was talking to someone who I believed was telling me the truth. Everybody thinks he's telling the truth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my first reaction when I met Nicole was, oh my God, everything he told me was a lie because she's probably the most genuine person I've ever met in my life and she's so down to earth. Mm. And yeah. I agree with that. I think we both had the same reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'll say, too, like, we walked up straight up to her house, and I'm a very loud person, so I was like, Nicole, and my hands are open, and I think I just, like, embraced her. Oh, you know what? It, this just hit me. The first time you guys came to visit was the first time both kids were gone to <gasps> That's right. I forgot about that. Bum, bum, bum. So it was, like, a serendipitous <laughs> moment of, like, okay, like, I am very much the ex-wife, and now I'm about to meet his ex-girlfriend. And, like, it was the most cathartic thing. Like, y'all walked in, and it was just like, oh, we've always known each other. Yeah. Like, we had never met. I left my front door open. I'm pretty sure I was in the bathroom crying about this. And then y'all walked in, and you were like, why are you sad? (laughs) Let's Let me hug you. (laughs) No, we don't like sad. No, we don't do sad. Um, Yeah, I know. I feel like, like, the moment we said hi, it was just, like, perfect from there on out. Like... I've like, known her for years. It was like, y'all walked in and it was like, okay, we're like, this is a thing. Like, we, mm-hmm. we're now friends. It's crazy. Like, it's crazy how stuff like that, that happens. Way, like, oh, I did. It was, I felt like it could have been very unnatural or intimidating, like, mm-hmm. because of the nature of it. Mm-hmm. But I really like this phrase, like, good women don't get even, they become friends. And that's so true. very much. I can remember like Beck and I there. driving up here and we were like, we cannot believe we're doing this. Mm-mm. Like, and all my friends were like, you're, you're going where? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, we're oh. going to do it. We were jamming out to some good jams too. Like shout out to my ex and like all these Celine like, Dion. breakup, like empowerment songs. Like we were pumped. We were ready to go. I was so ready. <laughs> it was like, I think too, like when you go through what we've been through with him only people who've lived through it understand Mm -hmm. and so it was also like this thing of solidarity of like okay like now we can talk about this with someone who understands Mm -hmm. what we've gone through because our situations are near identical and um 
there's a lot of comfort. First time y'all's interaction and all that cool, you know, jazz and whatnots. Mm -hmm. um, what surprised you about each other? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. What was our first reaction? Yeah. Like, what did, like, I guess your expectation versus your reality. So, like, what surprised you, Lauren, about Nicole the moment you met her and vice versa? That she wasn't crazy. I mean, obviously, that's a given. Honestly, it was your soft demeanor. Like, I did not expect you to be, like, such a soft, calm, warm person. Mm -hmm. I think that was the biggest thing that surprised To this day, I don't know why. I guess it's because... Well, he, he has a very big personality. True. And online, I am a big personality. Um but I only say big things when I'm online. Mm -hmm. So if you're just looking at my social, like, I am a big personality. And I am. When I'm, like, around people all day, it's like, I do have a very, like, I'm, I am, I make, I'm, like, I make a point to be heard. But it's not in a loud way, if that makes sense. That's right. I mean, all I knew you was through social media, so I didn't know what to expect. So if you took his account of what he said I am paired with what you see online I look like a basket case <laughs> true um <laughs> but I'm not um I think I'm pretty healthy however I understand why he said the things he said about me I think the one thing that stood out the most to me that he said he was like she laid on the floor crying asking me not to leave and I was like I just gotta go and I was like okay you're like, I did oh. the day he left. Like, okay. <laughs> I did. I sat oh. like right there, like where Constance's high chair is, and I sat on the floor and begged him not to leave. Well, there was some truth behind it then. Because mm -hmm. normally there's not. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, no, I did uh, a couple of times. So in that spot and where um, the coffee table is now. So we're only talking about facts here. Mm-hmm. Can you guys, would you guys maybe agree that the way y'all's, each relationship ended was about the same? Like. I don't want to say yes, because obviously our relationship wasn't as intense and as intensive as yours was. Mm -hmm. Like we had, we were friends for four or five months before we even delved into the idea of a relationship. And our relationship spanned over probably about six months. I mean, we got to know each other very well in those six months, but obviously we didn't get married. We didn't have children. There was a lot more depth to your relationship, I think, than there was to ours. Mm -hmm. But then again, he's also not a very deep person. It's very surface level, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, so take that as you may, but... But do you see, like, any similarities? Yeah, well... He left both of us for other women. Well, I and mean, then, that's like the main, like, highlighted, bolded factor right there. And then was deceptive and lied about it. So yeah. that, yes, his exit strategy was different with both. Mm -hmm. I mean. But there was an exit strategy to be with another woman. Always. Yeah. There's always someone to run into. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, both the same in a sense, but 
one was a little bit deeper into the relationship rather than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I mean, when he left, we had been married two years and I think two years. And yeah. 16, 17. We got married in 16. Okay, and he left in 18. Yeah. So we had been married mm-hmm. just over two years. Theodore was 13 months old, mm-hmm. and I was nine and a half months pregnant with Constance. Dang. So. But I like how you said the exit strategy. I think that's a really good way to say it. <laughs> I mean, that's what it was. It was the same exit strategy goal for him, but maybe maneuvered differently. Yeah, he always wanted to have a plan of who the next woman he was going to go to when he left one. I feel like he has a long line. Just Which saying. just makes you lose faith in women. <laughs> Because it's like, they always know. They always know. Mm -hmm. Like, I haven't found one that was like, well, I didn't know he had a girlfriend. And I'm like. Yeah, clearly you did. I mean, he hit on a girl. He, literally, we went out one night for one of my friend's birthdays, and he hit on a girl right in front of me. Was getting her phone number. I walked straight up to her, and I was like, that's my boyfriend. And she was like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. And I looked at him, and I said, "What, what are you doing? And he was like, I'm just drunk. And I was like. But you don't do that right, first of all, right in front of me. Second of all, we're out for one of my friend's birthdays, so that makes me look stupid. And third of all, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. It sounded like he was always, like, five steps ahead. Like, any chance he's he could. He's not smart enough to be five steps ahead. Oh, snap! He's not. <laughs> he's so not. Um, he likes to think he is, but. So now that we know both of y'all a little bit better, and while we're all here, let's just talk about actual cheating and actually being in a cheating relationship okay right nicole has so much to say about this (laughs) she's ready to go y'all okay so what signs did you guys see from him or in a cheating relationship that made you question like during the relationship of course Oh, he hid his phone from me all the time sleeping with the phone hit his phone from me i mean anytime it would go off he would never you couldn't be around his phone. Mm-mm. Was he, he one of those people that, like, sit weird. on the couch and, like, angles himself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and walk through the grocery store with it angled in a different way, like, holding That's... it away from you. Mm. Well, and he would tell me, like, that he was talking to the girl he left me for. And he was like, we're just friends. I met her through so-and-so. Like, we're just friends. We're strictly friends. We're strictly friends. Let me tell you something. If you're talking to a girl that much, she's not just your friend. We were I talking, know better. like, to an ex, too. I mean, mm-hmm. this one wasn't an ex. This was a new one. Mm-hmm. This is the well, one. When he, he said that he was talking to an ex and it was just a friend, is that what you just said? No, he was talk- <laughs> he was talking to a girl bad, that he bad, just guys. kept saying she's just one of my friends. She's just gotcha. one of my friends, and that's who he ended up leaving me for. I also did catch him in a lie when he- we first started dating. He told me he had gone to. I want to say he said he went to Tybee. And. This is a crazy girl move, but I remembered the password to his bank account, and I got on his bank account and found out he was actually in Statesboro, and we know who lives in Statesboro, and mm-hmm. I was like, what are you doing? See, I don't think that's a psycho a oh, crazy that's, girl that, move. that's totally psycho. From a podcast I listen to, they play a game called Psycho or Power Move, and that, to me, is a straight-up power move, girl. It's like a psycho power move. <laughs> but I mean... If but I'm sorry if you're going to use your ex fiance's name as your password. Oh. How do you expect <laughs> me not to forget that? But also, too, like, if you're already it's questioning memorable. him. If you're going to be questioning him like that, like, 
Um, are there any other signs y'all saw? Other than just, I'm guessing, social, the social media, the phone. Oh, tags on social media. That was, that was a biggie. That was an easy one to find. Yeah. Um, in general, here's a good rule. Like, people who are deceptive always think they're not going to get caught. Mm-hmm. And even at the deepest level, uh, what is done in darkness will be revealed. So, whomever you're with, like, you either trust them in the beginning or you don't. And I know in our relationship, there were things that I that I overlooked because of all of the affection and all of the positive affirmation you receive in the beginning you don't want that to go away and it's like it's so fulfilling because like you waited your whole life for somebody to be like the nicholas sparks character of your life <laughs> and like which by the way he memorized and quoted and used to his pickup lines um and probably his I hate, I hate to say it but the, the guy had moves moves like, he had he was smooth he Rico was suave sl- style. Oh, he was slick oh yeah, god like, he, he was very slick he, there, he will never have to worry about how to pick somebody up because he he's so good at it. That's like, dangerous. It's very dangerous. But he knows he's good at it. That's the bad thing. Yeah, <laughs> and he's so charming. Um, so, it, like in the beginning, it's like you get all of this love and overwhelming affection. You get love bombed, and you think, "Oh, I've been waiting for this my whole life." And then it's just. The first thing that causes distrust isn't big. It's this little thing. You're like, mm, well, that's a little unethical, but, you know, maybe this is just a one-time thing. And then it ends up not being a one-time thing. And that one little unethical thing gets to be a very big thing later. I feel like you would start, like, as a sign, in my opinion. But, like, you, I, like internally I would feel myself losing trust. And therefore, like, to me, that would be a sign of why am I losing trust? Where is it coming from? And then seeing, like, the social media aspects, the turning of the phone, Rico Suave, like, things like that. That would be a sign for me, at least, of just, like, why am I? I will say, though, with our relationship, he... Mine was very a qu- very quick downturn. Mine was, like, a two-week downturn. Mine wasn't, like, a slow build. Oh, right. Um, yeah, mine was not a slow build. Mine was a very quick downturn. Um, very, because I mean, like you said, he's very affectionate. He's very Nicholas Sparks like character. The second that turned off, I knew I was like, this is just not right. And then when he went out of town and went and talked to me, because it's like, okay, well, and clearly I shouldn't be seeking this. I should. Right. You should just like, be like. Three days ago, we were talking about getting married. Now you're going out of town. Like, yeah, yeah. So. And he's hooked on the phone the way he is. I mean, everyone's hooked on their phone. And yeah, it was. And he said he was hanging out with one of his buddies that he doesn't normally hang out with. And I'm like, eh, it just doesn't seem right. And I'm trying to call him because his dog's in my backyard. And his, I'm like, your dog's. I think something was wrong with the dog. I was like, are you going to like come back? Because like your dogs are still here. And like, mm-hmm. they want to see you. So, but it was, it was almost like grasping for straws to get him to talk to me about anything. Mm. Yeah. Because he just didn't want to. And I was like, okay. Given I thought he was dealing with things, not what I thought he was, or what I thought he was dealing with, definitely not what he was dealing with. He was dealing with another girl, but, um. Well, there's that. <laughs> you know, 
Um, but yeah, ours was a very quick downturn. Ours was not slow. So as y'all started to lose that trust, start questioning him more and more, like, did y'all try extra harder to work on y'all's relationship mm-hmm. with him? Yeah. Like Girls ca- are fighters. Yeah, it's like, you know, as women, like, you're taught, like, okay, you have to place value on your relationship and you're supposed to overlook all of these things so you can stay in a relationship because your value and how you connect with the world is how you connect with your partner and like there's all of this psychological stuff that's built into it and that is particularly true to the south um oh yeah so like you know we don't ask women like oh what are you doing for your career they ask you how is your relationship going so you look bad if your relationship is going awry. So I've then, never thought of that. So then you, um, so then you advocate to make it better if it is going wrong. And at the end, I mean, like, so he wasn't my first husband. He's my second. And anytime you're like considering ending your relationship, it's like you do whatever you have to do. So when you get to the end, you know you stood with honor. And that was kind of where I was, like okay yeah there's all of these unfortunate events that have happened but i'm gonna make sure that i do this with integrity and that i'm doing the right steps because when this ends i'm not gonna have any guilt or remorse so did you like try any counseling did you try like what did you try to do to like you know keep y'all good or keep them i guess at that moment if you weren't sure if he was cheating or if you knew he was to stay and to make it work it's really salvage i think it's more like salvage your relationship yeah oh what did did you try to salvage um no because the day we broke up i was on the phone with him it was like five o'clock in the morning and he was driving and he was very short i mean i straight up asked him i said do you want to be in this relationship and he said no and i said then i'm not going to force you he said, it's not worth it. I was like, if you're not happy, I'm not going to force someone to be with me. Um, and I think at that point he was really searching for a way out because he said things to me that were like really low blows and like really like to a girl. The one thing you never say to a girl is something about her not being like physically attractive. Oh God, he did that to me too. Yeah. He just t- straight up told me I'm not physically attracted to you anymore. And I said, well, then this is not going to work. I'm not going to be in a relationship with somebody who first of all doesn't want to be with me and second of all I don't want to have to try more than I don't want to have to put in more effort than you because this should be equal parts and that was it I didn't try to salvage I mean given if we get to this part um later on down the road he did try to come back to me right that's a whole nother story in and of itself um but (laughs) because Oh, no, I'll tell that story. I mean, that's, that was, was it the week that he met you that he was supposed to come visit me? I don't know, but he told me he was like, so here's how he introduced you guys to me. And this was like the image. It was like. And this is Nicole, like said person talking to Nicole about Becca and Lauren. Right. So he, like his account of you guys was like, y'all were his friends you you guys had talked about getting married. Somebody was obsessed with him, but like he never painted you guys to be bad or vicious or like 
crazy or wild or anything like that. Like, I knew that y'all like to drink and <laughs> listen. We were he met us in college. college, okay? Right. And I was just friends with him. He just gave me gusher snacks. Yeah, I, was <laughs> I just hung out. Definitely in college. Actually, I was in grad school. So, and I went crazy in grad school. Like, college was like. <laughs> preschool it was to such grad a good school. time oh my god lauren and i were roommates at the time so uh so whoo. i and i guess i thought that y'all because i didn't know his timeline yet um or the timeline um i thought that you guys had been together longer than you were um so i don't know like how i met him was like so friggin magical like it was the most cinematic thing um Rico Suave. It was just damn romantic. I yeah. Mean, like, he's raining outside. He's my beer guy. I really needed those three kegs of Farmer Ted that he had because I just tapped the last one. Like, I just <laughs> blew a keg. He was late. I needed the beer. Like, that was how we met. Yeah. Um, how cinematic. <laughs> like, this is like. Straight up. This is the story. Out That's of your Nicholas meet Spark book. That's your meet cue right there. Yeah. Um, so when like we didn't start dating until after I'd filed for my first divorce and when I found out about you guys it wasn't anything like there was no name calling there was no um like character defamation there wasn't anything like that I'm not gonna lie that kind of shocks me just because I know how he talks about all his exes not all of them well, at least to me. <laughs> right. Not, not, so to me, like, not all of them had the same story. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, we talked about, one, two, two of them, three of them. Not all of them were bad, but a majority of them were. Mm-hmm. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just his hashtag. That should be, like, his little, um, his, like. Isn't that a country music on? She's this crazy. is my name, and this Probably. is my like a slogan. This is my sl- my this name. This is my name. This is my game. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is my name. This is my game. No, but I'm like ninety nine percent sure the day he was supposed to come back and visit because he called me. <gasps> this was my school talent show. It was. He <laughs> called me that week, and the girl he had left me for, he told me that she had left him, and that the, he wanted to come to Atlanta and hang out with us. And I was like, well, first of all, my parents are not going to let you ever come back into their house. So that's out of the picture. I was like, I don't mind if you come. I was like, but if you come, you're going to have to stay with Becca because you can't stay at my house. And to preface, we were out of college by this point. Like, the partying had died down. Way down. We were, like, fresh out of college. I'm a teacher now, so they were going to come hang out at my uh, talent show. My teacher talent I, I show. Say so. was, I want to say it was February. I want to say it was the it was. week of That's our talent Valentine's show Day. Yep, that's right. Valentine's Day, I want to say, it was on a Wednesday. It was on a Tuesday. It was on a Tuesday. It was on a because Tuesday. Because I'm pretty sure he took you out for Valentine's Day. Or you guys had talked about going out. No, so we had talked about going out the Sunday... Or no, I think Valentine's Day was on a Saturday that year because we were slammed at the restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, we were supposed to have our first date that Tuesday. It got postponed. Maybe um, that's what it was. I don't know, but he was supposed to come that Friday, and mm-hmm. he called me that morning. He was like, all my stuff's in my car. I'm going to leave once I get off work. And I was like, cool, whatever. Just let me know when you're on your way. 
Um, I'm going to go to Becca's and I got off work at 3.30 and I called him and he answered and he said, I got a flat tire on the work truck, but they're bringing me another truck. I'm just running like an hour behind. And I said, cool. You know, I believe that. And I don't have any doubt about that. The Where the doubt sets in is when I tried to call him again and he never answered the phone ever again. Like completely ghosted me. I was so mad. I sent a rage text. And yeah, it was, it was, I mean, it wasn't a mean rage text. Nope. It was just a rage text of how dare you do this to somebody who cares about you. Cause at the time I did. And I just want to know you're not in a dead in a ditch somewhere. I was like, I don't care if you're not coming. I was like, that is the least of my worries. I just want to make sure that you're alive. Mm-hmm. And I think you could be a decent human being and at least let me know that. And at least give me a reason. But obviously I never got that. Um, well, that, that date that you were talking about, he was not with me. Well, he was... Because I was on a date with somebody else. I, I don't know where he was then, but something happened. He did not show up, and then three weeks later, he was with you. It's just crazy <laughs> to me how someone who can, like, kill girl's self-esteem with the way he did with you. Because, mm-hmm. like... And me. And and you. But how he can just attempt to, like, creep back into your lives. Oh, because he knows what to say. And then, again, like crush you up again and never he never you never hear him again i will say i we broke up in november those three months between us breaking up and him contacting me again were probably like i was like balls to the walls on tinder i went through my slut stage i'm not even gonna lie but i feel like i mean but i had gotten to a point where i was good like i had gotten to the point i was like you mm -hmm. know what i'm okay like whatever he's i'm done and then the problem is, is you're done with it, and then he starts creeping back in, and you're like, "Well, damn." He's like, "I don't want it's you to forget." So romantic. Yeah, because it's what charming. you wanted, and you're like, "Oh man!" Like, like, mm-hmm. and I even told her I was like, I had just been okay, like I had just gotten to a point where I was okay, and I will say, you are allowed to have a slut face. Yeah, I had a huge. Slut I face. feel like you have, have to have one. I feel like when someone crushes you the way that he had. That you gotta build your confidence up. If that means going <laughs> that to hang it. out with a bunch of dudes, that was it. Or women, depending <laughs> on your preface, you know. I don't judge here. I didn't have a slut phase, but I did lose sixty-one pounds. Revenge Girl. body. But you know what? You had a child. Yeah, I, did. Like, I had not one. I have two babies. Yeah. Now, is that would that be maybe your way of how you tried to save your marriage? Would you say? Well, I mean, I couldn't really lose weight. I was pregnant. No, that's what I mean with the, the pregnancy. Kids. No. Um, so, you know, we got pregnant on our honeymoon. Like, we went to Disney for the sole purpose of making a baby. Y'all made magic more ways than one, girl. <laughs> we did. <laughs> the most <laughs> magical place on Earth. It is the most magical place on Earth. Um, and so I got pregnant with a Disney baby. Had a mis- That's kid. impressive. To is be that able a to- thing? A I'm Disney just, baby? I'm just more impressed that you went with a sole purpose of you were going to make a baby, and you made a baby. At Disney World. At Disney, yeah. Not a sponsor. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm working But Disney, on if you want to be a sponsor, we're totally fine with yeah. that. If you want to help support single moms. I mean, we're making babies in Disney World, guys. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was an all-star night. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to Nicole's Hen House. It is a great value to me to have your ears tuned to the variety of guests on our show. If you found this content insightful, I would greatly appreciate a review on any listening platform. To contact Nicole's Hen House, visit the site, nicoleshenhouse.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Nicole's Hen House. As always, cheering for you 